Words are powerful. They can heal or hurt, innovate or destroy, cure us, bring us down, and then bring us right back up again. The words we choose evoke feelings and responses in ourselves and those who hear us on a daily basis. They can even, if we are wise, be life-saving. Welcome to There's a Word for That, a podcast that explores a different word or expression each week in our relationship to it. I'm your host, Suzanne Dressler, and thank you for joining me on this journey. Yay! KJ is back. Is this your third? Yes. I think it is. Thank you with us. Oh my God, I'm so excited you're here. Okay. So <laughs> KJ and I were having a conversation about how I was thinking of doing a solo episode for the end of the year on the word grace, because it's something that really helps me to give yourself grace, give other people grace. And then I thought, wait a minute, this would actually be an even more powerful episode. I mean, who wants to listen to me talk about myself for 20 I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Even in therapy, I want to hear what my shrink has. And that would actually be a good word in therapy, a good expression in therapy. Anyway, so I thought, well, we should do an episode on grace because it's something oh you mentioned to me several times that you just trying to give yourself grace. And I'm like, this is crazy. Why don't we do this together? So talk to me about what's been going on with you the past six months and why this word is so important and how you've actively engaged it in your life and your work, because I know there's been a lot of changes. Oh my gosh. First of all, I was thinking about, I was like, is this my third time? I'm so honored that you've had me on and that you keep inviting me back. I just want to come. I mean, Please. I do. I love talking with you. And I feel like this is sometimes we have so much to say to each other. And this might be a chance for us to really catch up. And then we get to talk about cool words. So anyway, thank you for having me back. And oh my gosh, why has this come up? Well, it's because I've been flailing and falling and stumbling and then picking myself back up over and over and over again. And it's been more so certainly in the last six months, I'd say I had finally made the decision. Well, I'd made the decision years ago, but I finally got the gumption to leave my full-time corporate healthcare job. And I did that. My first day away from the job was September 1st, which is not that long ago. And I had to sort of combat and ask myself when people would ask me, how are you doing this? And are you sure you want to do this? And how are you going to do this sort of a line of questioning? And I would find myself stumbling and fumbling around words other than saying, I feel that this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. I've needed to make space. I've needed to make space for all the things that I'd put on the back burner. And so I was going to ask you, because I think we could probably, I know this could go somewhere, but I didn't realize or I didn't have an idea of what grace was truly until I had to dig down and find it for myself. And so my question for both of us is what actually is grace? What does it mean for us? And what does it look like in actions and in visually? And I came up with compassion and space. I came up with a kindness and a willingness and there were times when I wasn't giving myself, this is not as pretty of a word, but almost allowance and permission mm. to feel whatever rose to the surface for me. So if someone would ask me like, so you quit your corporate healthcare job and I made a lot of money. I made a lot of money in that job, but 
I was so unhappy and I was so unhealthy. And the people that I worked for were not aligned with my values. And I just knew I couldn't work for them anymore. So when someone was just like, how can you do this? And I basically was just like, I needed the space to ask myself, can there be another way? And you and I both know as multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate people that if we don't give the space and the grace, but the compassion and allowance to pursue some of the things that we love to do, but also that nourish us, then it's like muscle. It's going to decompose. It's going to wither away. And you're an athlete. Like my yoga Exactly. And you were boxing when we, you know, not very good. But yeah, and I have to get back into that. I was just telling my mom this morning that I need to find like a private boxing coach or like Mm. a class, like a beginner class to get back into at a boxing gym. Isn't that it? There's that spaciousness again to say, where do I need to start? Can I start? What do I need to do? How do I condition this muscle that's maybe fallen into disrepair, gotten soft? Yeah. And not very succinct right now. And it'll come, I know, but when we jam a little bit. I know you and I both like lit up when we were jamming about this the other day and we're like, Grace, Grace, what was going on for you? You know, it's so interesting. I had a student's mother that I'm very close to, and I still work with her daughter is incredibly bright, and I still help her with some of her college essays at times. And she's just a firecracker. I adore them. And she's sent me a lot of clients. She like believes in my work and my business, and she's amazing. And she's also a business owner and an entrepreneur. And she said to me something about I forget it was words for New Year's or words you like. And she said, I believe in giving ourselves grace. And this mm-hmm. was last year. And mm-hmm. my mother uses that word a lot. And so when the student's mother said that, I'm like, okay, so other people are using this word too. But I don't hear it a lot in, I don't hear it in the arts, but I'm like, I don't hear it in corporate America. No. There's no room for grace there. No. I don't hear it in any job. I don't hear it really from friends. I hear it from the therapeutic industry sometimes you know you talk about self-love don't be hard on yourself don't personalize we hear a lot of that in corporate mm. i hear a lot mm-hmm. of that because when you're working with memory care residents it's sad in some ways and it's also beautiful in other ways but it's funny i don't personalize it i think if somebody curses at me and calls me a fucking asshole one of the residents it's hard to hear because it makes me feel sad for them part of our training Mm-hmm. None of this is personal. It's all part of yeah. it. So I never personalize that, but I personalize so many other things. If I'm not a hundred percent, do everything a hundred percent right. If the monologue oh. I submitted for the TV show isn't a hundred percent perfect, yeah, you can see the zit on my face. I'm like, I'm ugly. They're going to notice it. They're not going to want to hire me. And I know it's funny, but it's also like, really, man, do you want to like hit yourself with an ax any more time? But it's not unique to me as I've gotten older that this is so common in so many areas of life. I mean, my friends who are mothers beat themselves up. I don't know if I'm a good parent. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And all parents feel that way. And they're like, really? I feel like it's just me. Like, no, give yourself grace as a mother that you're doing the best you can raising like human beings who can be terrors. Mm -hmm. especially if you're not getting the help at home that you need from a spouse or you don't have the money to hire help, like give yourself grace to be human. Yeah. And and I think the irony about that is if we gave ourselves more grace to be human, 
we would actually not only be better humans to other people, but we would be better humans to ourselves, which would in turn make us more successful. It's the catch 22 and it's counterintuitive. You think you have to be a perfectionist to get everything right. No, that just keeps you in a place of anxiety and self-hate. When you let go of that and give yourself grace to mess up and to be human, you can be yourself and you can breathe. And if you're yourself, better things happen. And it's not like some kind of weird, like universal thing. It's psychological. It's silent. It is. It's so funny that you just said that because I was trying to... You are. And this is also illustrating just how layered and and complex, but also simple (laughs) it can be to conceptualize what grace actually means. I heard you say it in a couple contexts that I absolutely understood, which was, again, that spaciousness and that permission to be human. And again, that compassion place. My earliest memory of what I thought grace meant was... As a child, my mother would ask us to say grace before dinner, and it was like a prayer. It was often gratitude, and grace would be like two sentences long, if that, and it would be like, thank you for this food for which we are about to receive. And so my first understanding, at least as a child, was it was a prayer that I said before dinner, and often it was to thank God or higher source for the food that we were about to eat. And I didn't understand that, really. I would say the words. I memorized a little prayer. But then as I grew up and I was going to like dance class and or I'd be in choir and there would be words floated around like, oh, she's so graceful. Not necessarily talking about me, but I would hear (laughs) the words grace and graceful around what was apparently, I think, charming and pretty and held in a certain way. So there's that shoulding as well that came with grace. There was that comparison piece, like you had mentioned, like, oh, I don't think I have those qualities that this gal does to earn the compliment of grace, because it did feel like a compliment. If someone called you graceful or someone says you're full of grace, please say grace. It is something that there were like physical qualities that I needed to think about. And so I had looked up as I do before you and I talk, but also just because I'm such a word nerd and I love words, I did look up grace in my synonym finder and in my wonderful thesaurus, the sexiest book ever. And, oh and my it did. God. Thesaurus is so fucking sexy. So <laughs> sexy. Right? It opens up everything. And I'm just like, ah, this is so juicy. And there are like five or six different paragraphs of descriptors for the word grace. And it is. There's elegance, Mm -hmm. there's finesse, there's handsomeness, fluency, fluidity. I just was like, oh my. That's not how I think of it. I don't think so. How do you see? Yeah. Grace as, and like you had said, and I think you nailed it, giving yourself compassion and kindness. Mm. And I have a very hard time being kind to myself, but I don't have a hard time giving myself grace because giving myself grace feels like an action. And I'm like, I can can give myself some grace. If I can't be kind to myself, I can say I'm going to give myself grace. In other words, I am going to allow myself to fuck up and I allow myself to not be a good friend in that moment, Mm. to allow myself to, to not have the best audition or to not get 500 downloads this week in my podcast. Like I'm going to give myself grace because if I don't, 
I will go the opposite extreme, mm-hmm. go down a self-hating spiral, which I have realized, especially over the past few years, it does nothing but make me anxious and depressed. Yes. So, oh, I should have had this. I should have had that. And that's another thing. Should. Should yes, is the, shooting. the opposite of grace. Mm-hmm. And shoulding, as you know, as a therapist, does nothing, as my friend would say, there's no value in it. There's only value in being kind to ourselves. Because I think if we're kind to ourselves and give ourselves grace, we'll develop over time more self-love. And if we have more self-love, we don't give up on our dreams. Mm-hmm. We open ourselves up, which allows <laughs> us the space. Because you know how the brain can rewire itself by the words we use and how we talk about ourselves. Yes. Brain rewires itself the kinder we are at, to ourselves and the words we use to talk about ourselves and about other people. And yes. so we're rewiring our brain and our body. Imagine things we can accomplish if we were more self-loving because we gave ourselves grace. And that's mm. what I'm And that was a very hard lesson for me to learn. Let's talk action. You just said, I will give that was my-, like my short answer. Just kidding. <laughs> No, 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 no. This is so good. We know that this is just opening up the beginning. We totally know this. And I hope people who are listening, I mean, I'm so curious what grace means to other people. Yes. Something people use a lot. They use self-love and self-care a lot, but that can feel monumental to love yourself. Like that's like a mountain to climb sometimes, but you can start by taking a step up that mountain is giving yourself. That's right. That's right. So I'm curious what it physically looks like. You mentioned actions. What is an actionable grace? Oh my God. I'm asking myself this too. I know, right? It's, think of it of, yeah. Yoga every day like I was during the pandemic. Mm. And I realized, okay, so let's just try to do it twice a week. Mm. Twice a week for 30 minutes. Yes. Yeah. I can do twice a week for 30 minutes. Yes. That's book Atomic Habits. You don't have to do it atomically every day. You just have to yes. do it. Right. And that book is all about giving yourself grace, in my opinion. I have that book right next to me. I haven't read the whole thing, but I know enough about it. And I, mm-hmm. it's on my list to read the whole thing. But I went to a lecture about it and lecture was based on it. My mind was blown. I thought it was brilliant. And I've even talked to my students about it. Like, if you can't read 30 minutes every night, read 10. Yes. Then you get into the habit and then you'll slowly be able to add more. It's the habit. It's the habit. And you said it beautifully. So this is actionable. Understanding that 30 minutes could actually just be 10 minutes broken up three times, right? Doesn't have to be this big chunked and daunting goal or mountain, like you had said, this monumental task. Yeah. It can be handleable, manageable. I even find myself, if I'm running late to work, I just tell myself, give yourself grace and my yes. heart will start racing. And yes. I'm like, self grace, you have to take public transportation. It's not easy yes. to get places in New York exactly on time or early. And That's right. Leave too early. So That's give right. yourself some grace. It does help me because it's something Good. to just say quickly to get myself more centered. How does it help you? When have you felt that it actually made a difference internally? Like, are there any times where you're thinking to myself, I'm going to give myself grace right now? And it mm-hmm. worked. You found mm-hmm. going out of the spiral instead of into it? Yeah, I think it's been naming it. I think it, that's the number one thing. And it's following the cues of everything, not just the spiral. It's really easy for it to spiral up cognitively up in our brains and our head into loop and loop. But when I notice, like you had just said, if there's a bodily response, if my heartbeat is going up 
or if I can find myself like almost my cheeks get red. I notice that these are signs from my body saying, hey, 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 pause, pause. There's something happening. Look at me, look at me. Notice this. And so I think it's noticing it and then naming it. I'll use your example of being late to work. I noticed in the last couple of weeks that I am consistently about five minutes late to work every time I need to get in. And then I started to beat myself up about it. I was just like, what is that? What is that five minutes? You know how long it'll probably take to get to work. Why don't I leave five minutes earlier? So then I just sort of beat myself up and I was just like, oh, I'm just such a flake, all of these things. And then when I notice that I'm doing that, I'll say, hey, 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 there's space and time. Let me communicate it to my supervisor. Let me communicate it to somebody that this is what's happening. I've noticed that lessens and brings down some of the panicky symptoms that come up or some of the negative self-talk. I think it's, I found that it's worse when I don't say anything to anybody and I try to manage it all on my own. And then I just get myself more worked up. So if I pull it up and I name it, I almost have like a collaborator. I have someone that's in it with me. That's it. When you name it, you get it out. It's not sitting inside of you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a release. So the heart rate can come down a little bit. I'm not going to get panicked and maybe drive or just be careless in my actions to get me to work. Like I said, and I feel like I'm not so alone in it if I name it out loud and I mention it to somebody. It's fascinating, isn't it? So fascinating. I think that's true of a lot of emotions when we're able to name it. I've noticed even from my friends when they're able to nail down what is making them feel on edge, then it's like, oh, okay, now I can Uh do it differently. I think it's a trickery of the brain. I don't know, trickery of the brain. It's Yeah. And we talked about atomic habits. It's habit. Some of our earliest memories, like I had said, okay, someone says grace to me, I think I need to say a prayer. But it's what we associate with activity. So that's where the shoulds come. That's where the expectations come up. So if we find ourselves emotionally reacting or feeling a little panicked because we're late or because something happened or we didn't get the downloads that we were expecting, that's a wonderful example for us podcasters. It's really something to say, but why is this important to me? Why do I feel like this is the determining factor of my wellness? Why do I have an association with this number per se, or this outcome with my self-worth? And so again, it comes back down to how we've been exposed and how we've built habits around our understanding of what something might mean. So we could unpack that a little bit more. I'm just trying to think like when I think of grace, I think of an image, I think of a ballerina, or I think of hands clasped together for prayer. And then that's because as I was... Your upbringing. Yeah, my upbringing and what I was exposed to and what I was associating with these terms. I think it's just brilliant. I just was actually about to bring it back to this concept and your podcast, which is the fascination and the layers and really the complexities and the gorgeousness around language around words. So like you, I'm really fascinated to hear what listeners feel, what they associate with the word grace, because it could be vast and really tied into, like you'd said, emotional and mental wealth and family history and society. And maybe some people feel they can't give themselves grace until this happens. Okay. I'll be able to when I lose five pounds. I'll be. Yeah. The until the, like it won't happen. It's almost like withhold it until we have this goal, this strange, like a benchmark. Yeah. Which is self-hate and rooted. I mean, what do you think that you're the trained therapist when people. Well, I think it's rooted again in the shoulds. 
it's rooted again in that someone told us or we believed someone showed us that this is what is good. This is what grace looks like. This is what wellness looks like. So, this yeah. This is what you have to look like to date. This is what you have to look like to do this. This is how you should be on an interview. And like, mm. I get that that's a little bit different because there are certain qualities people look for, but there's just mm. some shoulds in our lives. Like, yes. imagine if we gave ourselves grace. I also think giving ourselves grace allows us to get over things quicker. It allows yeah. us to separate or obsess over the negative to move on to something more productive that has value. So mm-hmm. that's another way that I feel it's beneficial psychologically. Mm-hmm. Almost like taking that onus off of yourself. Yes. And for me, it works. That's yes. for me because it's just a small action I can do in the moment. What do you find as a therapist? Has this helped you in your private practice when you've been able to give yourself grace? Have you found yourself, do you find that you're a better therapist, which I mean, you're an amazing therapist anyway, but do you find that you've been using more of these words in your practice? That's a good question because a new set of words came up when I thought about grace in my therapeutic work. And those words are uh, vulnerability Mm -hmm. and transparency. I come from the schooling and the upbringing in the therapeutic modalities of being congruent and genuine with my responses. In the olden days and in the beginning, there was, say, some Freudian beliefs that there should be like this blank slate. Therapists are just sort of this projected screen. They're, they can be blank. They don't have responses. They don't engage. They just say, you go, you go. And the way that I work is that I am very transparent and clear when I am moved by or engaged by the work that my client is doing. So if they're moving through some emotional work, as therapy can be, I will tell them that I'm moved. Or they might even see me tear up as well if they're working through something that's very difficult. And so that to me feels like it's grace in the work that I do as a therapist is that, again, making space for this human component to be present, not the stoic, unrelating, unhuman person that's in the room with you. Right. Sure. I mean, if you've been in those situations and you've given yourself grace, I imagine you can speak from personal experience and encourage the other. Yeah. And it's sort of reminding folks that being vulnerable, being spacious, being compassionate does not equal weakness or that it's bad if you are willing to go to a place that brings up emotions. Some folks refuse and believe that they should not cry or should not have emotional responses to things where that it's shown outwardly. And that's a cultural piece too. There's some cultures that say you need to kind of keep it together. And not Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) That no. Exactly. And no, no, it's good. Please don't apologize. That's the thing. So I guess in this moment, grace is understanding that everybody has a different experience around it. Maybe the opposite. Maybe someone feels really, really uncomfortable with being expressive, but they're surrounded by friends or family who are so out there, so expressive. Can we give ourselves the permission and the space to be like that person? That's what they know, right? That person understands and has been given space and grace to be that way. I wanted to talk about giving grace to other people too. Yes. Like how important it is to give grace to our friends if they don't call yes. it that they want to. To give yes. grace to our parents who have their own shtick and their mm-hmm. own 
neuroses and their mm-hmm. own pain and to give them grace, to give yes. people grace for not being what we think they should be. What we expect. Happen. Yes. Helps relationship. Like the more we can give ourselves grace, the more we can give it to others, which helps our relationship and helps us understand. That's what it was. It's hard when you're angry at a friend, when you're angry at a relative, it's hard to have compassion sometimes or to have empathy. And this is from somebody who's very compassionate and has a lot of empathy, usually can, but sometimes it's hard. Sometimes just say, give that person grace. Yes. You have to force yourself to understand. You don't have to force yourself to have compassion, but you do have to give them some allowance. Some allowance. And to know that, again, to not personalize. Yes. Grace, I find. It's very helpful. Yes. I had a mentor several years ago when I was moving up through the corporate world and becoming a supervisor and then a manager. And he spoke a little bit to this. And he had said, one way that I can give some space, he didn't use the word grace, but I think in this instance, we're talking about grace. That's just my interpretation. But he said, what if you're driving down the freeway and you're cut off and you see this person just driving erratically and just dangerously? And instead of engaging in, say, some rageful response, or maybe you do, but then you give yourself a pause. And the way he was able to release himself from that, from that rage, from that annoyance, he says to himself and out loud, he says, well, I guess they had to do that. No major explanation, but there was like this removal, like you had said, this removal of a personalization that this person did this to me on purpose. There's something else going on. I don't know what it is, but I guess he had to do that. I guess in the moment that person had to do that. It's not me. It's him. It's totally. They're not. Right? Yeah, totally. I think it also helps relationships and it helps let go of some anger. Anger can be very helpful, but it can also be very harmful to our yeah. This was such a beautiful conversation. Always, always with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm sure you'll come on again. And you for mine, please. I need you back. What word do you want me to do? Oh my gosh. Let me think about that. We've talked a few times about some crunchy, wonderful words. We talked about surrender. That could also be along with grace. We've talked about change and transformation. I know we've talked about creativity. So yeah, we could jam on some things, friend. I think there's a lot of people that don't think they're creative that are. Oh, yeah. Tap into their creativity. It's kind of like the artist's way, right? She exactly. Awesome. Reframing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening today. If there is a word or phrase you would love to have covered on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. And remember... Whatever you are thinking, feeling, or experiencing, there's always a word for that. See you next time.